Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with my good buddy, Toasty, on an early an early episode. We're starting about 30 minutes early today because we can. Because we can do what we want, right, Toasty? Yeah. This is our show. We're going to do it our way. And today we're going to do it early. So I don't know that that makes a difference to our listeners who download the episodes because it'll still come out at the regular time. Probably not. No, I, don't think it, I don't think it does. No. But chat, chat showed up early. We got a bunch of friends in chat. Hi, chat. Welcome, everybody. Sure. All right. That's so true. it is Monday night at 830 instead of 9 eastern and uh if you want to join us on future episodes come to the robots radio channels on twitch and youtube and facebook just pick one and come join us but uh toasty it looks like we teased it last week it looks like we're doing another bestiary episode these are always fun we're talking mm-hmm. monsters again mm-hmm. what are we talking about we're talking about amphis banus because we said we would amphis we, we talked about them so much last week i was like man we can't just not explain them you know it sounds like a disease it still sounds like something that like like you go on a trip somewhere that is like foreign foreign far away place where you aren't immune to the the viruses or something to the bacteria and then you come home and you go to the doctor and you're like doc i don't feel so good and they're like well you got a case of amphisbena you're like son of a how did i get that i guess it would be a a greek disease probably then yeah don't vacation in greece because you'll get the amphisbena <laughs> you, get, you get the amphisbena so it's not, okay it's not good it sucks yeah it, it does suck so wait this is that's really the topic for the show yeah okay all right i got some information right here all right let's them. uh what, what do you let's, okay let's do it all right so here because there's just a plethora of information here we got the, the amphisbena and the witcher is a, is a, a giant water snakes with a head at each end. Yeah, that's what I said last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and, and the actual mythology of it. All right, so that's all the Witcher stuff. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that's it. That's all of it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all right. So welcome to other the second half of the show, everybody. Other than it being mentioned a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. All right. So uh, now that we've completed the first half of the show. This is the second half of the show where we go into the actual mythology from yep. Greece. From Greece, yes. So uh, it's a mythological ant-eating serpent. So it is ants. it an anteater? It's yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, um, and it had a, a head at each end. So like uh, the the same as like the Witcher one, uh, uh, and according to which the Amphisbena ah, was spawned from the blood that dripped from the Gorgon Medusa's head as Perseus flew over the Libyan desert with her head in his hand. Oh right 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 okay yeah 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 yes, yes. okay yeah. yeah that's what this is okay yeah that's familiar. After which Cato's army then encountered it along with other serpents on the march. Amphisbena fed on the corpses left behind. It's, it's yeah. hungry. I mean, when you have two heads, you're going to be twice as hungry. Yep, that's how it works. That's, I mean, two two mouths. You got to take turns. One mouth is like, stop, stop eating so much. I want to taste it too. See, Wait, so that's little... that's it. That's that's the end of the show. We're done. Yep, that's it. 
Oh, I do. I do pose the question of uh, which unfortunate end of the snake is the one that like has to poop. Do you think it poops out of a mouth? Is that what you're suggesting here? Possibly. There's not like a middle point somewhere with like a little, 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 little hole. Maybe. Little anus. But like, I don't know. This is so weird. Or does it have two? Two little anuses? Because it, because it would have to, if it, Oh, does it have two sets of like digestive, digestive systems? That's and, weird. And like, I don't know. I don't think we have an example of anything like this in the real world, unless it was like some sort of like mutation. In that case, usually the digestive tracts combine at some point. Yeah, well, I know this like weird, like the most examples of two headed mutations are like they're in like the same, like, like right. where the next, one their next be, break like off two. a certain spot. Yeah. Yeah. This it, one is like they're. They're Opposite. on each end of the snake. Right. It's like cat so, dog. Like, right. It would be really weird. Yeah. Cat dog, basically. Yeah. But that's it, Tom. That's the end of the show. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I guess this is the shortest episode we've ever done. I know. What do we do? Like five minutes? Probably, yeah. 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 Um, do you think maybe we should do more? Do you think we should? I mean, we could should just make we? crap up. No, but like, I don't want to get yelled at. You know, we get the wrong information on something, you know? Mm, mm. It'd be pretty unfortunate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I think we should just sit here in silence and let people <laughs> listen awkwardly to us just go, yeah. 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 <laughs> right. No, but on to the actual topic of the show. We're talking about Kiki Moras or Kiki Moras tonight. What? Because we actually said that we would do that last week. But uh, I thought maybe just, you know, let's get the Infus beta in there. It's like very little information needed. So, yeah, well, well, that's as much as we've got for the Amphis beta, which still sounds like a disease to me. Yeah. All right. So Kiki Mora's. This is fun. There's I have a feeling there's more information about this than there are Amphis beta's. There definitely is. Okay. Um, well, let's so much more information. Let's go. We're going. All right. Well, I'm starting off with another snippet of the last wish. Um, he didn't react to the muffled cry of the woman selling vegetables who was staring at the bony taloned paw sticking out beneath the horse blanket, bobbing up and down in time with the donkey's trot. Call shifted from foot to foot, looking at the spidery shape with its dry black skin, that glassy eye with its vertical pupil, the needle-like fangs in the bloody jaws. This is great because this is like something that you see a lot of in the Witcher games and even on the TV show is the, the carcass of the thing that was killed or the head of the thing that was killed dangling from poor old Roach. And this is a donkey. He didn't even need to have Roach with the one. This one yeah. just a random donkey, Poor having donkey. to carry around a kicky more. Yeah, it's, it's quite, it's quite unfortunate. So, uh, but uh, the the kicky more or kicking mora, depending on how you want to say it, is an insectoid monster species that lives underground as well as in swamps. Mm-hmm. Now, this is uh, the first monster we see in the TV series. Yes, and I reckon it's, I mean, it's similar. I would probably just out of lack of something else to fit it into, like a box to fit it into, I would say it's insectoid. It's kind of like a big spidery thing, but it's also like 
disturbingly like humanish with its face and whatnot. And so yeah, like yeah, eh, I don't know. Like I kind of hope we just don't see another one in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Did it freak you out a little bit? It was weird. A little like, disturbing. Whenever you have like a big old monster, but then you put like a like a human face on it. Uh huh. And like mm-hmm. make it like expressive. It's just like really disturbing. Or like that weird, um, that weird creature in the second season that comes out of the portal and kills the, uh, the Leshen, the Leshy, and then oh, and then the, hunts them down. The centipede-looking thing. Yeah. Like it has like human arms as part of those. Well, like it's made of like hands and things. Yeah. It's like really freaky. That was yeah. Yeah, it's pretty I messed was, up. I was more disturbed by. The kicking more than i was that thing okay all right just because it was a face it was just a weird disturbing face yeah so okay so we have some references from the games about kikimura yes so uh they were in witcher one and three um so in witcher one we had three varieties of uh kikimura um we had the workers um part of the insectoid uh, variety of monster they were immune to the blinding and bleeding effects um uh, and are were susceptible were susceptible that's a hard word susceptible. to say sometimes susceptible, susceptible to uh, silver and insectoid oil as one would imagine um as well as knockdown attempts um Though they are blind, they can sense through smell and vibrations, uh, and they were able to spit acid, uh, as well as communicate with the rest of their colony, uh, hive, whatever you would prefer, by, like, smell. Hmm. It's a very interesting... Kind of like like, ants leaving a trail for everything else to follow. Yeah, like a pheromone kind of thing going on. Um, Right. And when harvested, they would yield the uh, the Kikimore trachea, 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 uh, yeah, trachea, right. is that? Yeah. claws and toxin, and could be found in the temple quarter at night in chapter three, in the trade quarter at night, and in the swamp. So fairly common in The Witcher one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that all of that is very much more insect-like. There isn't yeah. anything very mammalian about that yeah they're 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 bugs they got like carapaces mm-hmm. um and whatnot and you can't blind them because they're already blind so yeah do anything. Yep, couldn't do it they did not they perceive through vibrations and, and smell as opposed to hmm. it was like tremor sense kind of thing uh the warriors who were similar to the workers except they uh, were resistant to knockdown as opposed to susceptible to it and were immune to most effects. So like uh, a hardier version of the worker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, their acid could blind as well. So they had more potent acid uh, and uh, same, same yields you would get off of them, except uh, you would get venom glands rather than claws. Hmm. Uh yeah, and then they could be found in the swamp in Chapter 3 and the Vizima sewers during the Gold Rush quest. So not quite as common. Um, and part of uh, what I got out of The Witcher 3, because I didn't explain it as much, like the dynamic of them, um, but 
essentially they, I mean, they're like a colony of ants, uh, where the workers go out they kind of gather the things they need um and they were the more prevalent variety uh like i guess drones i think for ants are the more the the ones that go out and do all the stuff and then there was the warriors who where there was a lower population and normally they would go out like one one warrior uh would accompany a group of like five or six workers as like protection uh, or they would guard the queen or the, the rest of the colony where the main branch of it was. Right. Uh, So they're like defense for the other, the other parts of the colony and especially the queen. So they have a queen kind of like a, like a a group of ants. Mm -hmm. So the queen, uh, it was an example of one queen in the Witcher one, uh, which was resistant to all effects and took hardly any damage when attacked. Ooh, so, so this is like the aliens queen or something. This is like pretty. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were able to knock down and kill a man in a single blow. Uh, it, but luckily were quite slow and therefore easy to flee. Uh, she could be found in the Salam Salamandra base. Um, and there's a little bit of a, an explanation here on how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it says the queen cannot be fought properly as it will inevitably kill Geralt in a single hit hit since the player is meant to escape. <laughs> this was the plan. Right. So this is like a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were supposed to run away. Um, the player must have said run away from the queen and use the ard sign to first collapse the passage to slow down the queen and then use it to destroy the supports of the salamandra cave which will bring down the section on top of the kicking war queen and cause its death however experienced witchers could, would fight the kicking war queen using the brown oil quinn and ard signs uh bombs like devil's puffball and dragon's dream were also effective. Um, arguably, the most easy method is by using uh, Yedin with the crippling sign unlock. Uh, and if you <laughs> killed it, you would be able to later find the the remains of the professor and acquire the Kikimore Queen's nerve that could be used to make the Kikimore's ire potion. So the game was designed so that you were. You, you didn't fight it directly. You collapsed the cave on top of it, which crushed it to death. Yes. Which seems like a smarter way to handle a giant but, bug but monster. But then it would lock the location. And that was oh. the part that was unfortunate. So. so they they even so they designed a way, even though they made this thing like super, super terrible to have to fight, they still designed rewards if you were able to do so by using all of these other, you know, Meth- potions yeah. and bombs and all of these other methods. The key was to get through the fight without being hit. Like, yeah. like if you got hit, you died. Like yeah. it was, it was one hit like a dark done. souls boss or something. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> if you were good enough to like not get hit and you had like the proper materials to make it a bit easier, then you could do it, but still wow. an incredibly difficult fight. That's cool. That's cool. So, that's, I mean, yeah. that's cool. You know, there, there's always been kind of an element to the Witcher games of coming across. We've talked about this before monsters that you either aren't supposed to be able to fight yet or are going to be good. Like they're going to give you a run for the money. Like you mm-hmm. got to know what you're doing, even on like a normal difficulty, like the higher difficulties 
are a lot harder but even a normal difficulty there's definitely monsters that you you come across and you're like am i supposed to be able to beat this <laughs> like this thing's this thing's really tough i always viewed the the witcher 3 as kind of a exponential like leveling curve yeah as opposed to linear because it's like you know you're like way weaker than that level 30 thing when you're like level 10 but then once you're level 30 it's like generally an easy fight and everything that's less than you you just getting like one shot most of the time right so yeah yeah but I've, i've always appreciated that though because even when things were really hard if you we and again we talked about this before if you stuck it out long enough and were smart with how you did it you could still beat it it just was really hard um, yep. which makes you kind of feel like a witcher because it's so much of the time, even if you're Geralt with like heightened senses and abilities and potions and bombs and whatever else he has on him, some of these monsters would just trounce you. Like you, you would not survive a single hit regardless of what you've got going on, which is, which is kind of cool to be able to be like, well, I took that thing out and it was, it was hard, but I did it. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing, I mean, witchers can take hits easier, like, than regular people. So if they can kill a witcher one hit, well, there's really no chance for anyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. At some point, you're just outsized by a thing, you know, like a, a solid hit will gash you open and you bleed to death. It doesn't matter how resilient, resilient you are. You're still made out of flesh and bone, you know, mm-hmm. or like enough, enough weight will crush you and your bones break. You know, like even if you're more resilient than a regular person, at some point you're still just, you know, a mammal. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there are parts of you that are just kind of squishy. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's that's cool. We've got more about the Kikimura from The Witcher Three coming up after the break, but we need to we need to go welcome a new patron. So let's go do that. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right, while Geralt prepares his something oil, we have to say a big thank you to, this is one account, it's two people on one account, Cody and Carly S, for signing up on our Patreon as a new tier five higher vampire, which means that they get a call out every week, um, and I could just use the Discord name, Vita Bjornin, Cody and Carly S, Vita Bjornin, thank you so much for your support, and then also Ben of Tamaria and Bane the Hospital Guy, Thank you so much. Oh, there there you are in chat. Thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate it. And um, all 16 of you, we're up to 16 patrons. Thank you for helping us out and supporting the show. Toasty and I very much appreciate this. And that means that, well, the three of you and one, two, three, four, five, five lessons, all of you are able to join us next week for our patron chat. So we need to be throwing out some ideas. So if you have any ideas of things you want to discuss one week from today, it is the 23rd right now, which means the 30th. It's a holiday, but I hope you guys can join us. Uh, that night we'll be discussing things with our patrons and I look forward to it. This is always, it's always one of the most fun things to do every month. So, um, we look forward to joining with you guys. Thank you everybody for supporting the show. If we've, if we're helping you get through your work day, your work week, your workout, then go to patreon.com slash witcherlorecast and check out all the different tiers. You can get ad-free episodes. You can join us on future episodes. You get t-shirts if you sign up as a tier four or higher or stickers for tier three. Um, lots of lots of cool stuff. So thanks to everybody for that support. Also, we have a new review. This one comes from New Zealand, which is the opposite side of the world from me and Toasty, which is awesome. I'd love to go visit New Zealand. Wouldn't that be awesome to go see 
I haven't been to Australia or New Zealand. Yeah, but like you live in the Australia slash New Zealand of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, so. but there's lots of different like climate zones all in those. Like those are large places. Like, yes, but but also I would like to go to New Zealand. But also because and the people Hobbiton. seem so cool. Yeah, Hobbit stuff. The the New Zealanders seem like such cool people. A lot of the fantasy places are just filmed in New Zealand. So I know, it's right? like, might as well. Yeah. So anyway, so, so this is from uh, Garrett four six eight one in New Zealand who writes very interesting insights into the lore. Just started with episode one and I really like it. Really enjoy having all this info so conveniently located, broken down and shared in one place. I can see the passion for the content. Thanks, guys. Well, thanks for taking the time to leave us a review. That's awesome. If you would like to leave some words or a rating on apple Podcasts, we'll read it out if you leave the words and if you leave a five-star rating on spotify then we will also be grateful for that and if you don't listen on those devices and just want to help us out because you have those devices you can just look the show up and, and leave a review that would be awesome so that's what we got for the middle of the show guys thank you for for all of the support we really appreciate it all right let's move on with the rest of the episode you smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's onion. Right, yeah. All right, so Witcher 3 still has Kikimoras in it. And we uh, they're fairly similar, right? But slightly different? Uh, yeah, this is just because... Different game. Like most of them, yeah, different game more kind of fleshed out uh with like mechanics and whatnot uh this is specifically you can the kiki more can be found in the blood and wine expansion um and we see only examples of the worker and the warrior so there's no queen uh at least uh none that we see anyways um yeah. and they gave the the kiki moors a uh, rather potent ability that interacted with witchers specifically interesting. Uh, so their um, kind of acid spit, poison spit, whatever you would like to call it, um, actually had the effect of increasing Geralt's toxicity level. Oh, right. Because that was one of the mechanics in the game. You take potions, mm -hmm. your toxicity level increases so that and you only you take so many potions. But once you go past a certain point, it's no you good. can't take potions anymore and like you start taking damage because your your toxicity is too high so it caused a really unique uh me like mechanic to where you couldn't take as many potions um or and it would start to like affect you negatively as far as like you taking damage from your toxicity so mm -hmm. it was always helpful to have a white honey on hand uh when you were fighting kikimoras just so that you can lower your toxicity. That's what I do uh, when my toxicity is too high. I I drink some white honey. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. even know what that is. Does it come from like instead of yellow bees, like white bees? Oh man! What is oh the, no, we're gonna look this up. We don't have to look it up right now. I didn't think I was gonna have to look up the white honey formula. <laughs> white, but you're honey, making me. Witcher, let's find out. White honey, Witcher wiki. We got vitriol, rebus, and aether. 
I still don't have any idea what that is. White honey. Uh, white honey strongly stimulates the production of oh, purifying enzymes in witchers' mutated bodies. Thus, it frees their bodies of the effect of toxicity, though it simultaneously nullifies the beneficial effects of any potions. Oh, so it, it like clears your system completely. Yeah, yeah. So it was, but like, it, yeah, yeah, it got rid of potions effects, which you don't want that sometimes. You're fighting like monsters. You want, you want your boosts. Um, in The Witcher 3, uh because i was looking at the witcher one thing actually it was yeah. wrong the witcher yeah. three you just made it with a dwarven spirit and honeysuckle that sounds so. delicious like honeysuckle yeah. flavored like i don't know alcohol al- meat or beer or something well i mean them dwarves. Oh, it's a spirit so maybe strong it's, alcohol yeah it's so probably more like be a careful it's probably more like a vodka or something but still tastes yeah. i bet that tastes great well there you go maybe just one honeysuckle though i don't know <laughs> Well, if it's like a small, like, you know, like you make like a, like a mixed drink, you just put like a little bit of a seasoning in there. Oh, that's yeah. fair. You that's fair. Need, you don't need a lot. That's what, that's what Geralt was really doing. Yeah. He's, uh, he's potions, concocting him potions mixed drinks. Potions. They're just mixed drinks. <laughs> he's got like the, the martini glass with like the garnish on the side, a little umbrella. And he's like, that's, what he's med- that's why he's meditating yeah. to, to refill his potions. He has to make all these mixed drinks. Then yeah. Hold on, I gotta, the- I gotta prepare for the battle. <laughs> He's like yeah. making a cocktail, <laughs> sipping it. It takes, that it takes why, a little. Is I can't that why whenever you drink regular alcohol, it, it wasn't as potent because in the Witcher universe, mixed drinks are the more, the more potent. <laughs> yeah. Effects. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Rob, Rob in chat says it makes you poop real bad too. Is that, oh, yeah, does I it? <laughs> I don't. Hmm. All right. Like what? I don't, I don't know if that's legitimate. I don't think it would have too much of an effect unless alcohol just makes you poop. I don't know. I don't drink. Or much. honeysuckle. Does honeysuckle have like. I don't think so. I mean, I've, laxative I've tried properties? honeysuckle before. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't remember a correlation to pooping, but you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Every, after every big battle, Geralt's like, hold on a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> I really got to take a big dump. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so uh, we have the 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 workers and the warriors again. Um, the workers uh, were nimble and quick opponents. Uh, they attacked in swarms uh, and would burrow under a, a target for a surprise ambush attack, uh, like a swarming surprise ambush. So take mm. too much of that, and yeah, it would be. Uh, quite unfortunate. Uh, a swarm of workers would usually be protected by a warrior, and dispatching the warrior would cause the workers to scatter. Uh, because of their hive-like nature, they show complete immunity to the axis sign, so they can't be like manipulated. Ah, which, yeah, because uh, they've got cool. like a like a hive mind, which means that you can't just affect one of their minds. Yeah, because all of them are there, and they're all yeah. We know how hive mind works. It means everyone else is yelling at you all at one time, right? Hey, yeah, like the board. That's how, how hive minds work. This is now a Star Trek podcast. Uh, I gotta go. I don't know enough about Star Trek. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't kept up. It's been, it's been years. I never kept. I've never seen it. So, um, it is best prepared by coating your blade in insectoid oil and to make use of the white honey potion and the igni sign. They don't like fire. Uh, and bombs that were designed to harm insectoids uh, were also useful. Um, harvesting them yields kiki more discharge, 
monster carapace, monster heart, and monster pincer. That's a thing that we don't talk about enough. Speaking of defecating, is that when when things die, they often just release their bowels, like yeah. a, a battlefield full of dead people. Before it smells like, you know, bodies decaying would just smell like a bunch of poop. Yeah. Or dead animals. Um, and Vita in chat says large amounts of honeysuckle will cause vomiting and diarrhea. So this might oh. be accurate. If that's true, then that's, that's fair. Whew. All right. Who it, knew? It probably Who takes knew? a lot of honeysuckle to clear out all that toxicity, too. So probably, probably. Except he somehow manages to get it all out of one, just one honeysuckle. Yeah. And then, One's enough. Maybe, maybe his Witcher senses make the effects of certain things more potent on him also oh dear it's like imagine being resistant to like regular alcohol but but like honeysuckle just (laughs) completely messes you right back guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah um okay so we've got we've got warriors also yes so uh warriors are pretty similar um they were slower attackers uh, but they were larger and they were able to spit uh, caustic venom as well as make leaping attacks. Um, and this, like we said before, this, this venom uh, increased your toxicity. So, you know, then you would start having problems if you took too many of those. Um, their tough armor was able to deflect some blows. Um, they share the same resistances and weaknesses as the workers, uh, harvesting them yields kicky more discharge monster heart and mm-hmm. chitinous shell nice nice all yes. right so um like always we've got some real world mythology uh, connections as well yes um, so this gets interesting because this i could not find a similarity between the kicky Morn mythology uh-huh. and the witcher it's like they just used the name because the name was like a, a monster kind of creepy thing and then they just reinvented it for for the witcher yeah so uh in in slavic slash uh russian mythology the kiki mora is a female demon said to be born from spirits of unbaptized infant girls or the offspring of a fiery serpent. So we've talked about this before. In a lot of these old myths, there's always this element of like religious, like early Christianity, religious, like, I don't know, folklore stuff going on. So there's like a message here, like make sure you baptize your kids or Kikimura. You're going to get a Kikimura in your house. That's what you get. Uh, yeah. She is a humanoid figure inhabiting homes built on top of burial grounds or sent by an evil witch or sorcerer looking to cause chaos. Kikimura can also be summoned by a disgruntled contractor. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, more about the name. Uh, the uh, one thing I did want to point out is that. Uh, and we, we kind of got a little bit of this in the Nightmare of the Wolf is that Mora, Mora or Mora uh, usually meant like uh, spirit or like bad dream, like nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we saw that 
that monster in uh the nightmare of the wolf the the mora that was like some thing that like crawled inside people and made them have nightmares yeah uh so that was kind of the the same idea that they were some sort of like nightmare spirit um so they came in a couple forms so the household spirits uh which could be considered good or evil they lived behind the stove in the kitchen in the basement or the fireplace and make noises similar to a mouse to attract food huh when the kikimora inhabits a house she breaks dishes whistles and makes noises at night while spinning thread like wait wait like rumpelstiltskin like i like okay yeah she's attracted to dysfunctional unhappy or abusive families or can be planted there by nefarious home builders looking to beset the new homeowners with bad luck so wait 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 so like like all right guys we're almost done with the construction of the new house but these these new homeowners the people who paid for the house sure are sons of bitches bring in the kikimura we're putting it behind the stove exactly really which is like (laughs) boss you sure you sure you want to do the kiki more on this one yeah i don't care they didn't pay for it but we're just gonna give it to them for free they deserve it yeah Yeah. so the thing that actually like relate like the most closely sounds like this to me from the witcher 3 is actually like the godlings Mm. um Mm -hmm. the little sarah i believe is her name the one that lives in the house yeah she's like haunting it but she's not actually she's just playing pranks right she's like Uh, a little kid she's like doing like little kid stuff yeah yeah so (laughs) it was this is stuff's ridiculous these old these old myths uh otherwise when infiltrating a house of her own accord she enters the home through the keyhole and is very difficult to remove she sleeps in the dark crevices of the home and only comes out to attend to her needlework or cause a disturbance <laughs> so like in the middle of that you go to sleep and then you're like oh, i gotta get up and pee wait what are you doing in the middle of my living room spinning needles <laughs> like spinning <laughs> threads yeah and that was the uh the bad version of it the 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 good spirit version or uh also called a demovoy i believe um would search for uh families that were happy uh like a happy home joyous family uh and would become attached and act as their guardian and protector uh she helps with the housework and is particularly fond of taking care of the chickens sweet (laughs) she is very protective of hardworking women and matriarchs who keep on top of their traditional wifely duties in a cheerful home oh man that doesn't sound <laughs> like the patriarchy wrote that does it yeah it seems like some some men came up with these kinds of stories right. basically if you want the good spirit to go to your house the wife really needs to be a good submissive traditional housewife right. that right. does all the chores Honey. and if you don't do that then you were gonna get a kicky more uh, that would come and harass your house and make noises at night honey you better keep up with the chores or we're never going to get that good spirit that's going to come help you mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> oh interesting concept right oh uh, god there, well, there's no hope for humanity we're like people still do this kind of crap where they make stuff up in order to manipulate other people who are just 
gullible enough to believe them it just like this is super obvious because it's old and outdated with our culture right but like yes. we still fall we still fall for the stupidest crap like uh, anyway yeah. come uh, on then there was the other version the woodland spirit uh the kikimori that's the plural of kikimori uh living in forests tend to be attracted to swamps and bogs so a little bit more similarities coming up here mm -hmm. uh the wet footprints identify them which they leave behind when coming and going from the water uh kikimori of the forest are ugly disheveled and bony small dwarf-like creatures traditionally they are not large spider-like monsters with humanoid faces like the one we saw in episode one <laughs> yeah right. uh, the depiction of kikimori is drawn from the slavic legend solely for entertainment purposes uh Forest Kikimor are likely are like to lure unwitting travelers off-road and drown them. So kind of like drowners. Uh sometimes kidnap children who have gone astray. And what happens to the children after she takes them is up for debate. Uh, basically, they don't want to specify. <laughs> probably terrible. <laughs> probably yeah, probably... come up with something terrible. That's probably one of the things that could happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably not great. Uh and it describes some physical characteristics. Sokimor are usually human or dwarf size and are almost always a ragged older woman adorned with dead leaves and moss. Household Kikimura are much smaller, dark, shadowy figures with a beak for a nose because of her love of chickens. Oh, right, right. Long right. nails, claw-like hands, and feet. For the most part, Depictions of Kikimori tend to be unpleasant, ghoul-like figure that is the stuff of nightmares. It sounds like it sounds like either a witch or a weird, like beaked, clawed creature. But the beaked, clawed one is actually the good one. Yeah. Well, sometimes some sometimes. of them are, some of them are not. Um, and yes, so the creation of the Kikimori is either death from a stillborn baby or uh, an unbaptized child. Um, she can also be born of the body of a mother who has died during childbirth and will resemble the dead woman upon her creation. Uh, so, I'm going to like. Mm -hmm. there's, but, a, there's a section here that's also very succubus-like. Um, so, the, the potentially, they take on the form of beautiful women rather than spindly old ladies or creatures and they're said to haunt men's dreams and torture them with their innermost desires attempting to break down the relationships with real life women she would enter women's dreams too and appear as a young woman she would stir up images that would incite jealousy and suspicion towards their partners so kind of succubus like but different yeah yeah or like a siren ish kind of thing uh that I, I skipped over that and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so kind of interesting. I, probably more, if I had to guess, this is probably more like <laughs> men making up stuff like, <laughs> right. Right. Basically like, Oh, you're not being a good enough wife for this thing, you know? So, so the spirit's going to come in and, and make me want to be with her instead of you. Because right. It's not, not my fault. Wifely it's not my fault. The Kikimura uh, got in my dreams and made me do it. <laughs> yeah yeah but it does fit in the, like the the dreams aspect of like the where the the root of the word mora comes from mm -hmm. of nightmare yeah so um and yes like i said with uh, the other possible creation is home building um 
as a way to <laughs> annoy your neighbors. Uh, basically, you create a Kikimura environment to their home. Uh, so don't be a bad neighbor. This seems yeah. to be <laughs> the general idea there, which is like, this is okay. I like this. I like this message of be nice to your neighbors and your contractors because you know they they don't deserve to be they don't deserve you being a jerk to them right yeah pay them well be nice respectful and maybe they won't put a kikimura behind your stove Mm -hmm. yeah so there's actually uh i don't know might be able to pull this up there's actually a picture on this other site yeah yeah the uh the the house version beaked bird looking one um beaked bird looking one. let me see if i can save the image real quick and and pull it up but yeah this this is interesting there's uh definitely a few uh variations on this but you're you're right they don't seem very similar there we go that's the beaked bird looking kikimura on the screen right now freaky looking it's got some some chicken feet which obviously for me that immediately goes to like some baba yaka kind of stuff too yeah very devilish i mean it looks like it even has horns and uh what seem to be like ears on top of its head kind of like a like a wolf and yeah uh, it's definitely got like furred arms and claws mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. a lot of these things have very demonic qualities they they share with each other so that's that's what we got uh, I, th- I think that's it for the uh the lore section anything else you want to mention before we wrap this up uh i th- i mean i think that's about it um if we're doing like are you talking like the end of the show stuff well just any other anything other otherwise worth noting about kikamoras but then yeah if not then what else you got going okay. on uh and yeah no i don't think there's anything else of of huge note there um that one I do think it's very interesting, like how much like they diverged from the the lore. Cause that one, that's like a generally like Slavic mythology one too, which they usually keep rather close to like the mythology on those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it would have been a little, I guess I don't think so. I think it'd be rather easy to like implement that into like a quest somewhere of like, yeah, they had similar like, monsters. Kikimura, like, yeah in in the household like you know mm-hmm. like you just like go in or you have to like break into a house at night or something and you just hear like a mouse behind the stove and you're like and eh, whatever but then you do your witcher senses and it's like that's not a mouse <laughs> yeah yeah that's something else um mm-hmm. yeah they could they could have they could have worked this in but you know i i feel like uh andre Sokovsky, i don't know how to pronounce his name correctly uh wrote him into the stories as something that was slightly different that just used the word Kikamora mostly from the lore, but didn't really draw connections in order to create a monster that he wanted to be in his world and just needed a name for. That's kind of the sense I get. But you could, if something like this were to show up in a future Witcher game, I mean, you could have a monster that does all of these things and just give it a slightly different name or a variation on the name or on the word. Mm. Um, But yeah, totally. I mean, this would create a really creepy side quest somewhere for sure. So you got anything else you want to share before we head out? Uh, follow us as usual at the Witcher Lorecast. Um, uh, let me see. I had a more concrete date. I'm trying to remember what the concrete date was for the thing. For the, uh, for the, the cyberpunks when they're dropping season two, I believe mm. that 
Uh, I think it's the 19th, maybe. I can't remember. I can't, June 19th? It's so difficult. So, Some, somewhere around there. Somewhere around I there. So that. about a month away. A little less than a yes. month away. Yeah. Um, it's been very interesting <laughs> doing that. We've done, we've recorded three episodes uh-huh. um, and they have been something else this is definitely uh where we're going in an interesting direction compared <laughs> to season one let's just say that okay all right <laughs> and it's only three episodes in all right um well that's how that's how role-playing games go you don't always know exactly where things are gonna go until you play through the sessions so yeah but fun. it's fun of course i i'm enjoying it so far um i recently uh i think their episode just dropped today um, for the two girls, one ship podcast, their episode on Judy that I from cyberpunk guessed, 2077. Yes. Case from, know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that dropped today. I believe, uh, I was on there. I guessed it, uh, and mm-hmm. just gushed about Judy the entire time. It was great. Yeah. yeah she's like um, your Kiki Mora f- for your relationship with your real wife. The, the one the, that Judy the, she the shows up in your one. dreams. Yeah. 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 That that's fair. That's fair. Uh, also, that actually just reminded me of something as uh, the fact that I don't. I was never able to like. I was wondering what kind of weird. This is obviously a weird promotion that they did, but but Old Spice when they did the the Witcher sense for season two, uh-huh. one of them was called Kikimora Corpse. Uh, wow. and I don't think they obviously, I don't think they sell them for real, but I think they did them for like promotional things. And I just remember seeing someone sampling the smells of all of them. And they, they said that the Kiki Mora corpse one was not delightful in any way at all. That's um, super weird then. Like, why would yeah. you want to smell that? I mean, people use Axe body spray. Too. It was like so weird. Like, <laughs> but Hmm. Oh God! Hmm. Has an earthy discharge. <laughs> <Chat. But>, oh, <laughs> oh, Not the discharge. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, and then for other things, um, I guess I'm I'm joining Ben on Friday for for their first patron chat for the Holocron for Holocron histories, the Star Wars um, Star Wars yeah. podcast on on the Rocket Club. Yeah, I, you uh, you can only refer to me as Darth Toasty over there, though, mm-hmm. uh, or else I would not respond to you. So yeah, Darth, just just letting you know, Darth Toasty. So get ready for that. I don't, even, I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't even know what, you, what we're doing. Well, you guys will figure it out. I'm sure it'll be fun. So yeah, go check out that show as well, Holocron Histories. If you want to catch up on all the differences between the old lore and the new lore for Star Wars. Uh, and the lore that they're taking from the old lore and adding to the new lore yeah it seems like they're going that direction yeah it looks like they're pulling some of that stuff in with like admiral thrawn and some of the other stuff yeah interesting but uh yeah go check that out um i've got all my shows so all the different lore casts fallout elder scrolls uh this one (laughs) mass effect um lord of the rings all those shows available so if you're looking for more shows similar to this one where i explain the lore or me and a co-host explain the lore of these other universes then go check that stuff out you can find all of the shows on the robots radio network at robotsradio.net so that's all the all the shows all the rocket club shows lots of content out there so if you're looking for more stuff go check that stuff out and uh that's that's what we got we don't have a mass effect forecast after this episode today normally we would kind of roll into it 
in a little while. But it uh, turns out my co-host Sam, uh, N7 Legend, and his girlfriend came down with some uh, COVID, so they're not they're not feeling too hot. But uh, warm thoughts to them. Hope they're uh, taking care of themselves and will feel better soon. But we might we might just not end up with a Mass Effect uh, Lorecast episode this week. So hopefully they're doing okay. Uh, but we should be back with that next week, and we'll be back with this show next week with our patrons. So stay tuned for that because that's going to be super fun. We're looking forward to it. And you, if you want to join us, you still have time. So by the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to this before the thirtieth or even on the thirtieth, and you want to sign up and join us, then. 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday night on the 30th is when we do the recording and we'd love to have you join us. Uh, that's what we got going on, everybody. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. Oh, and Toasty. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.